0: So, so here, I want to I cut you off because there's an example I'm thinking of. Um, and I actually don't know him. Harps um, is an example of a shot. You told me a story about a shot that he had had in the bag for what was it, two or three years. Something that uh, you two had worked on extensively. Yep. And if if only evaluating this particular skill to keep it on a micro level as like a, to give it a grade, a pass fail grade, like for three years, it was a fail. Like not haven't used it haven't used it, puck hasn't gone in, it's not working, maybe I should work on something else. You know, w- What's the ROI, right? Like on a shot that you'd work on for three yeah. years before, bang,
1: and, and tell that story. Well, that's a really good question, actually. Well, um, it's actually, it's more clear to me now that now that I have to answer the question. Um, the shot is, is symbolic of the commitment to the process, right? And that's what you're committing to. And if I have, if I happen to be part of it now, again, that is, I think that is what I, I act as a reflection of the process and an aid in the process. Therefore, typically, I don't have much, you know, I build when you do that, you tend to actually, you know, build relationships because take Harps. It's like, I, what we're talking about now, we, I'm talking about with Harps three years ago. I learned as I went, went along, right. Harps would just, you know, he's, he's, he's like you mom in, in a lot of ways in terms of. He, he sees like, he sees the, the nature of people, I would say. So, you know, it, it was, it's, it's not really a thing you even think about. It's like, you're, you, you know, that's, you know, it's what you're working on. Isn't going to, it's like farming. It's like, you're, you don't plant seeds the next day you expect to have, have crop. Right. So something as in, intricate as his shot, which I would say is probably, I honestly, I would say in the top 1% of pro hockey not to wear a pro hockey, like he, the, he can shoot a that a puck different. So we're not talking about like a really basic skill. It's like he's crafted thing and and it's, it disappears too. So he has to maintain it. Um, but it took, yeah, after Western mission game, his senior at BU 1920 season, um, he scored in the first game, the first weekend he scored, like he had two goals and assists off that shot. One was a weak side rebound on a six on five where Zgris came up. He's not even in the screen when Harp shoots it and he kind of comes down. Another Z is another guy I work with. Um, they're kind of, you know, they're like freaking fractured both connect kids but um he z comes down and weak side rebound but on that one harps purposely shot it that way to produce weak side rebound because the whole the five of western michigan was all on the strong side clumped near the net so it was like a f- easy put in but either way it's like he's he got control over it because he under not because the shot the shot was there the next part so we work on the shot as a pretense and then we get you start getting into the mindset stuff which so now everything you've been working on emerges now you're in a different spot. Cause we've, we went, started in the opposite, um, in the opposite order, but with most players, I start with them on that part on that stuff. Right. So that's like being grown as a mechanism to, to build a relationship and the relationship you're building with me is also the relationship you're building with yourself, which I, so with the, that, I sort of ping pong, right. And, um, then everything that you learn hockey wise emerges as that comes to. So it's like, again, it's like, I, it's efficiency. So, you know, it's like, um, it's like, Hey, by the way, you now have all this really useful hockey ability too. And you play hockey for a living. So great. like, that's, that's useful. Right. It's like the stuff we've been working on wasn't you know, it's like now we can expand what we work on. Right. It's not, so that's kind of, um,
0: well, even, it even kind of dates back to like when we first met, you know, you're talking, um, we were talking together, you know, kind of about, you know, Connor your career and, and you've played here and you played for this coach and then this happened. And like, I don't know, can we agree that, you know, you're, you're hovering around, you know, when I watch you play, like I, and I've thought this privately before we worked together was you're sitting at like 40%. Yeah. I think which, I said 30, al- you said Again, You 30, 30, you up, and I, and I, I up, well, Ty goes to the runner.
1: Um, no, no, I which I, which but, was, that was, I thought that was awesome because you actually were like actually like, I think more. No you weren't you weren't insulted. <laughs> yeah, you were like yeah, actually I think yeah. I think more. And I'm like, "Oh, good because I was uh, I don't know you very well so I'm uh, I'm trying to be a little nice, but yeah."
0: <laughs> well, and and the whole point was like you you've and you said it before where you don't necessarily like believe in compliments, right? Like the 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 truth, you know, is well, neither good nor bad, it's just kind of the truth. Um and then the reposition of that truth was like all right. Well, good. Cause you know, there's still so much left in the tank and you've had a Jersey for 250 games. Like imagine, right. you know, <laughs> what's still there. Yeah.
1: Well, you've only been you. So it's like, it, it's easy to forget. So it's easy to forget that that second part of that, right? It's like, Oh yeah, I'm actually, cause you've been doing it. So you, you do it every day. And you're so, um, so this is for players in general. It's like, you're so in the trenches with it. You actually forget. Everyone's typically younger than they think in general, like in, I would say in sports because it's, it's, per, well, anything performance based, right. So athletes in general are always younger than they think because it's like, oh, you know, when they step really step back from it, right? So it's like, you know, it's, uh, it's like you're in a really good spot and when you realize that it's like you take a little pressure off yourself um, in terms of like, because you know you knew it before I said it. It's like, again, you went it up. It's like, yeah, I actually think I'm, I'm using, I'm only like working at like 40%, 40% capacity. So it's like, but most, I would say most people in general, they don't, they kind of know that, but they don't want to like fully articulate it so that it becomes actually, so they really know it because then they have to do something about it. And if they don't know what to do, it's usually not that they're lazy. It's either they, they don't know what to do about it, so it's easier to just sort of not bring to the forefront as a, as a problem or what's, what's in a way of, right? Because they don't know what to do about it and, and they're not even sure where to begin. And that's the subconscious lingering. and Or um, they're afraid of what would happen if they actually did use that 40% because Again, and, well, to go back to good and bad, it's like, yeah, like we were, we're well aware of what happens when bad things happen, but you have to be ready for when good things happen too. And we underestimate that, I think, a lot. It's like, you can't, it's like we underestimate what, what comes along with success what, or what we approximate success to be because what comes along with that is other things that you don't know of, So uh, att- especially as an athlete, a lot more attention, which, which then adds another problem. So you have to be ready for that problem. So if, you're, if, yeah. if your subconscious knows that you're not ready... In with to take on that, that what will appear as, 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 you know, things to carry, right. If things building up, right. Then you're, you're going to go right back down. And that's when it, that's why, you know, people get stuck in plateaus. So it's because they, they haven't built space on their plate yet. So it's, it's like that. So, so they sabotage themselves without knowing it and they think they know it, but, it, but it's like, you just have to like be like, all right. So, oh, it means like, I don't know what's happening. Or like, just accept that. Like, like it's not as, as now you can't accept that just in a second. It's like you have to spend some time thinking about that. But it's like once you realize, once you realize the, the sort of the, the truth in it, it's like you don't have to like you don't have to understand it. You just you. It's like you don't understand the way you, you don't understand the way that your you beat your heart right. So you don't you don't try to. It's like again you know there's heartbeats and like you know the outcomes and like what to look for. But it's like in terms of uh, if something's going wrong, but you don't know the you can't explain the full process of it, and you don't care to do so. Your body mm-hmm. does it. The, so you have to think about your psyche just as any body part right you don't have, so you don't have to necessarily think about those parts of it like the the you know the sort of the the parts that are really like sort of instantiated in all the universe in the humans in general it's not, it's not like individual to to you or i that that's how the brain works that, that there's the psyche is is primarily subconscious um, you know the conscious mind is like those like 92% of what's going on that's it but because it's in your head like if it was, if your head, if your mind was in your knee, like your knee would think it knows what's going on. you have to kind of think about it that way? It's like the same as a, uh, use the puck as a representation of a psyche. The puck is another part of the game. So it's like the blue line, just, just as relevant as the puck. The left post is just as relevant as the puck, right? It's a part of the whole. Now it gets more attention though. So we think it's more important, but so therefore we're always evaluating importance and relevance off of attention, which is a, which is the ultimate game of of illusionary, which is why everyone's like, no, the left left post is, the puck needs the left post just as much as the left post needs the puck, right? Well,
0: so I want to highlight, like, I think it's become, I don't know, necessarily popular, uh, but it's starting to gain some traction, I hope, you know, with with younger kids, right? Like the game got extremely professionalized, turned into, you know, eight-year-olds doing what, you know, 18-year-old and uh, draft picks and, you know, 28-year-old, you know, 10-year NHL veterans do and that they, they have a strength coach, they have a skating coach, they have uh, a skills coach they're on the ice five, six days a week and they're on the ice 11 months a year, if, if not 11 and a half uh, instead of, you know, eight and a half, right? Um, but hopefully, you know, so, so there's this sort of this arms race for the physical tools, right? And I get it. Like, it, it's easy to see. you You watch, you know, Austin Matthews come down the wing and absolutely blister a puck by, you know, some, some world-class goaltenders. And you think to yourself, like, I need that in the arsenal. I need to go work on that, you know, toe pull and be able to shoot it, you know, off my right foot. I get it. It's very in your face. Uh, There's obvious evidence that this needs to be trained to score at that level. You know, being with the best example, you know, being on TV. But like, I feel like mental skills or training your psyche like a muscle, as you mentioned, was sort of like a soft skill. And I've, I've had this comment with younger players. It's like, you know, the personal side or the spiritual side or the mental side or all three, whatever you want to call it, um, is a soft skill until it's not right. And so, you know, how you do anything is as important as what you do. And so, you know, with, uh, I have a lot of, you know, uh, athletic parents that listen to the podcast. I have a lot of athletes mm-hmm. uh, that listen to the podcast and I, I know what you're going through. Uh, I, you know, sometimes I'm doing it uh, myself in the summer where, you know, you, you do not have the structure and schedule of, of the club right during the season that that's got your meal times. It's got your set practice times and you, you can have the momentum of checking the box a little bit. Right. Um, And so I guess I urge the listener to like train what you want to train and, and, and think you're ready to, to bring into your game. And, and want in your game and in your life without running around with your head cut off and, and no necessary um, plan or knowledge for what you're doing, right? Like, and, and well, it's so twofold. I'll say, go
1: ahead. I, I think um, I, I know you I, I think I know where you're going with this, correct me if I'm wrong. So to take the awesome Matthew shot, right? Cause you know, I, yeah. I'll, we we're using that you and I use that as a simplification that, but that's so, the thought process of like, oh, I wanna be able to do that is, that's a, that's a good job, thought process. But the, next, the question isn't then how do I do that? It's do I know how to learn? And at what level do I know how to learn at? So if you don't, so it's like, you, you have to first go back to, 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 you have to go back to the elemental questions and re- update them if you want to add intricate things. So it's like, right? So it's because that, that, that's a really intricate m- movement to do in general. Take out, take, out the, yeah. take out executing in a game. Just to do that in general is going to take deliberate practice, period, end. And if your body can't do it, it doesn't matter. You, you, like There's no sense of even practicing it. If you, can, if you can't move that way, your body, it doesn't matter. So you might, so if you go down the chain of command of questions, before you even get to can I learn, well, can my body move that way? So if you get to a no there, well, that's where you have to go back to. So let's say you, let's say you clean that up and you, you know, you find some imbalances and you fix that, um, you know, off the ice and get your, your body moving properly, right? You then go down again to, okay, now my body can do it. Do I know how to learn? Do I know how to learn complex movements? Okay, let's, let's, say, let's say you do, which you don't, but let's say you do. <laughs> like, you, you probably don't unless, you, unless you've asked yourself this. And so, I guess you can, listeners can answer for themselves or they can ask themselves that question. Do I know how to learn? Not, not hockey. Do I just know how to learn in general? Or as my le- as my ability to learn, uh, increase in aptitude as my hockey ability, I should say. Right. Right. Cause it's like, just cause you learn how to read, doesn't mean you then read Shakespeare. There's a level, right? So it's like you progress your level of reading and comprehension, both comprehension and technical and technical ability to read and write. You increase that with the complexity of the, of the content that you're reading and writing. Right. So that's same as hockey. So you have to go back to like, Okay. How well do I know how to read? And let's say yes. Then you, then you can go work on the shot because you have to know how to, you have to know how to, um, you have to know about deliberate practice. So well, we can take that shot delivery, cause I use it at Providence college. I use this thing called, I call it seven, five, three. Apparently I do it in baseball, which is pretty cool. Um, we had an unreal shooting room there. And so guys love to shoot pucks it's an option. It's like, so it's like, they want to shoot? Just go and shoot. So we go in and I would say, all right, so we would do seven, five, three. So they get seven pucks. Um, and they would shoot those seven. Just really, this whole process might take like 30 minutes of of that, uh, 15 shots, right? Um, then there's a pause. They think about what, then they think about adjustments and then they shoot the five and then after the five, I add my intake with theirs and they shoot the three and after that third one, so the 15th, they drop, not another puck is touched because at that point doing, even touching a puck is going to make you worse because you're going to, whatever you do, you're doing it. So if you go back, so even just like messing around, like being able to skate, you're going if if you're, everything you're doing is going to get better. So if you're not if you're doing it in a way you don't necessarily want to, you're going to get better at doing it that way. So it's like you have to actually be really deliberate, not just when you're doing that yeah. thing, but all the time. So it's like if you if you now if so if you don't trust yourself to do that, it's like that's when you have to actually not skate as much. If you're working if you're working on something really um, specific that then opens up like you know opens up a whole dimension of shooting that like that being that motion then you have to actually be really aware of what else you're doing when you're in the ice. In terms of just even just like flipping around pucks, because it's like you're, going, you're, you're ingraining the myelin of, the, of that sort of circuit, right? Or those circuits. So you're never going to catch up the one to apply. Um, so it's, it's, when you become at a certain level of anything, less becomes more, but not less. Be, it's more, it's, well, we can use the word conscious. There's a more deliberate, conscious, internal um sort of increase in, uh what would you say it's sort of like a well here what what i think you're
0: getting to is like i, I was talking to um god who was i talking to it doesn't matter let's talking to him about you know summer training yeah <laughs> it doesn't and, matter good I love, I love uh, it. it doesn't matter and the and the the player i'm actually remembering but i'm not going to use it well name. you can now because so that's I, how
1: in, yeah. you that's another example of memory it's like you don't have to remember the name if you just start saying the, the name will come as you go you're usually really good at it so too. So
0: pumped. I usually am. He was bringing. He was. He was asking me. He's like, you know, uh, about hip and and shoulder mobility, right? Uh, and and you know, pain free, you know, training. And I'm not a trainer, so I was the wrong guy to ask in the first place. But he's like, you know, how do well, you? Don't be so quick to um, say that. I'd argue. You know, have how do you have? Well, I, I'm not saying I'd be far away from it, but you know, for the echelon of player that this was, he should be. He should be asking. You well, know, well, I, and maybe I was the, the first person, well, right? Like I was the general practitioner trusting <laughs> that i could point him in the way of the specialist yeah, okay. but he's like you know how do i i can't remember if it was hip and shoulder pain but he's like you know i, I feel like I'm, I'm i'm doing my lifting and then i'm, I'm doing my like my rehab exercises and then I'm, I'm doing you know all these things and i'm still having pain and i was like well you know i, I think from what i know you really need to back off some of these particularly you know compound um you know, two handed or bilateral lifts. Like, I I think that they're really going to, you know, hamper your ability they're going to get in the way of, you know, some of the mobility and the crawling patterns and the things that you're doing to create, you know, uh, function and and sort of neural stability. Right. And so it was like the Hippocratic oath. It's like at first do no harm. It's like, you know, you can't just do good, right? Like you can't take one step forward with your mobility then take three step back cause you crush yourself on sled prowler or whatever. Right. It's like, you need to take a step forward, then hold the line. Right. And then, you know, hopefully take another step forward the next time get out there or at least don't get any worse. Um, <laughs> well you and can't, and you can't do that the, the, either. The, so, <laughs> and like there were, there were a couple of examples. Like I worked with, um, uh figure skating coach last summer for a couple times. We've talked about this. And like, one of the things that I, I loved she did was like, there was, there was no effort, there was no points awarded for grit. Like yeah. <laughs> it's not, a, it's not a part of their game. Like it's, it's, it's not a part of their sport. It was like grace or nothing. Right. I don't care if you won the race. Like if you were, if you weren't fluid, like you lose. Yeah. Um, and you know, so the, the how and the cadence and the rest um, was, what made a lot of hockey players feel itchy and get uncomfortable. Like, oh, I'm not grinding. Like, I'm not working super hard. I'm not passing like the sweat test right now. Um, and you know, the, you could see it, especially with the young kids. And eventually, like, cause there were a couple of kids on the ice. Eventually I had to tell the kids, I was kind of the hockey guy with the biggest cloud. I had the, you know, biggest brand name logo on my helmet. And I told them, Hey, cut the fucking shit. Like I'm out here trying to get better. And you're ripping pucks off the glass. Like, if Chill, like or, or get out of here, you know, because like we we've got to you know have an energy and a cadence and a and a sense of you know chill for you know the skating technique to you know take place. And I I mean I've it's the, literally the envir- something the environment the, the do is no harm. Teacher.
1: So you yeah. can't you can't so you yeah. can't, can't you, you can't have uh, the environment being skewed with by someone ripping pucks. Well, what's the difference between a figure? Now that's a great example. of She the reason why she knows that she's more attuned with that is because she's not actually a hockey coach. So, cause put it this way, you could she can help hockey players with skating, but you could not help a figure skater probably in any capacity, mm. right? Like, at, 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 like right now today. Right. Right. But she can help hockey players because figure skating is a, uh, you can't really fake being a figure skating coach, like in terms of when you're using it in figure skating, because it's a really deliberate, mm. right. It's like, like gymnastics. But like
0: there's no other component. Right. Like hockey really does have two games. There's getting to wherever you want to get to. And then there's executing what you want to do when you get there, right. right? So it's like, it's called the battle for lack of better terms, or actually the, the best play would be the Panarin uh, clip you have on your uh, Instagram where he sprints to the spot and then fades off and takes that one timer. It's like, you know, sure, there were two games there. There was like the skating skill. You got to have that um, to at least get up the ice. Now you and I both know the urgency from a hockey sense perspective. Like he probably skated for lack of better terms, 105% of his normal top speed, right? Like if you were to ask him to go hundred percent. Yeah. Like he might have hit a hundred and five of what his like blue uh, goal line or blue line sprint was because the stimulus was so strong. He was like, "Ooh, goal score, goal!" Like, <laughs> you know, there's the the squirrel and the acorn, right? Like he he probably found that primal instinct. Um, and then of course there's the executing, you know, once you're there. But like that's what I was impressed with with the figure skating. Like I would send her a video, you know, from the season or whatever. She'd be like, "You know, I think your profile's off. Like I feel like you're running a little, you know, in this particular way." And of course there's other, you know, maybe you got hurt or there's physical hockey elements um, aside from that, but like at no point was she impressed with logos or like what you could do as a hockey player. She'd just be like, all I care about is the skating and right. <laughs> like well, this so, guy's good and this guy's not or whatever. So
1: she's, a, the, that's different. difference. like the problem is coaching and te- um, not all coaches are teachers. So she, she um, she's a, she understands teaching and learning. Now yeah. she happens to coach. She happens to do that in figure skating. So so that goes back to like, when you actually get up, move up the ladder, you actually have to go back to the, the question of, Oh, do I know how to learn? Right. So you have to, you have to re, you have to redefine that definition. Right. So what is, learning? what is
0: the learning state? Cause you've said it, like, what is that to you?
1: It's one of those things where it's like, you know, it, if you've been there, you know what it is, but it's really hard to explain, but I'll, I'll, I'll take a crack at it. Um, I would say it's when the con, so let's, let's even take the left your left, uh, hemisphere, in your right hemisphere of your brain, right? One one deals more with concrete. One deals more with abstract. I'm talking actually literally for once. Um, <laughs> uh, so I mean that literally. Um, when those two are working in unison, you're 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 in the state that learning falls under. But I would also say Panarin's in that state when he's it's also the performance state in a in, um, in by that by in that way because um, it doesn't have expectations. So therefore. Right, so so it's that that's so the unknown sort of everything gets filtered and then it applies what necessary because when you're learning you're also using stuff you already know, like intrinsically, right? So like that, I would say a lot of uh, European players like posture is very similar. They even get in shape just by playing. They like it's a they have a they have a different mindset about it, right? So they don't overthink that part. They they know how to play. Americans don't know how to play make believe. North Americans don't know how to play make believe anymore. They they think make believe and real are different, right? Like they
0: have a story that I think you'll love. We were at uh, World Junior, and this was like we we're in Lake Placid. Uh, it was before the season, the USA Hockey did like this um, camp, right? This like, uh, yeah, the, the, the summer showcase. Fucking whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. the summer show. Thank you. And Finland was there. I don't think Canada was there. Sweden was there. USA was there. And we we're all kind of in the Lake Placid sort of area, uh, um, the Olympic home. I think there was a dog fight going on in the hall <laughs> behind me. Um they're not happy about what I'm about to say too. And so uh we're a couple of the Hawks picks were playing with two tu, uh Tuvo Tiruvainen. There was a Tavo Teravinen, there was a ping pong table. And we had just played the Finns and we'd actually I think we'd beaten them. I can't remember I can't remember the game, but he was, I remember what he said. He was chirping the Americans like over ping pong. Really? He's like, all oh, you guys do north, south, north, south. Like you guys like fucking robots. Like, you know, he's like, you guys, no decision at all. Just chip, chip, chip. Yeah. And uh, I was like, he's so right. <laughs> like, you know, cause I, I don't think, you know, uh, at the time we'd really even had one forward, you know, in particular that could really do what he was doing. You know, he was such a high IQ guy. Um, and he's had a stellar NHL career, but like some of those world championship tournaments, like he was a phenomenal,
1: um, yeah, he's <laughs> he was one of my, so good. Yeah. He's so he's great to watch. Um, now, so what does that say though? They, so, cause they look at the game as also an art form because sport is art is, is an art form. It's, ex, it's an expression. That's what art, an art is an expression. It's an expression that isn't, um, linguistic, right? Cause even poetry, it's using words as, as symbols right? So poetry falls under art, right? And literature as well, because it's, it's, storytelling is also art. Um, but North America, we look at everything very economically, whereas, you know, they, you have to mix art and economics, but, and they actually go together very well, right? Um, like quite literally, that's why people even go to Europe, right? Uh, they go to see the art, right? So it's like, I mean, uh, North, uh, I, I don't want to be uh, negative, so I'm, I see that I'm going to catch a pause because usually I would go on a rant about about I would overgeneralize the Americans, which isn't fair. Um, So I'm going to I'm not going to rant. I'm going to keep it on. On on a non judgment or a non uh, charged way. Because we we can't quantify how art affects economics the same way we can't quantify how someone's like presence on a team affects the outcome of the team success. If they don't have like a lot of points, say, or there's not like tangible stats to show. Right. Which coaches have a, they have, a, it's easy to identify your best players. Coaches have a really hard time picking who's going to be like the healthy scratch, right? More so than they, more so than they're like, oh, like Crosby, you're in the power play today, you know, like obviously, but, um, it's hard to quantify someone's presence and pure presence needs no words, which is a uh, Brian Thompson quote, but, um, it's, a uh, you probably, re- it's a pretty, it's quote a lot in Zen, but it's hard to quantify that because you can't if you only know how to use literal quantifications right where again if you're just look at hockey as art which is i say, i've said this forever like i i don't play fantasy football i'm not like it's not that i'm interested i'm interested in hockey like the, the same way people i'm interested in mozart it's 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 a highest form of movement in, in within a team you're on freaking skates on ice inside of in, you're on ice inside of glass with no rules, but like a lot of rules, right? And there's like no stoppage, there's no like, def- you don't know when, the, when there's gonna be a stoppage, but there's all, there stoppages, right? Like within the game. So it, it represents yeah. life to a T. There's a first period, a second period, and a third period, right? Like it's a, it's, so it's, um, and, and there's, there's an internal like sort of struggle, right? And the internal competition within your own team, right? Like who's gonna play and you're, but you're also coexisting with your own team against another team so that there's an external struggle with a group because no struggle is, is ever really yours alone, right? It's always because of. otherwise it wouldn't be a struggle. It's always, there's always another component, right? So you're doing that while, um, while executing something at a very complex way that not many people can do. So if you really think about it, hockey, I really think can be considered up there with, with um, certain types of music as some, probably some of the highest forms of art when played right. So I would say my biggest passion with hockey is when I watch the game played as art in my, my O2 group, uh like <laughs> guy, like players I work with, like, like harps, they would come on Sundays to come and come to bench. It was so fun to watch because it, it was, it was art. And it's like, you watch it and it's like, you don't really think, you don't think they ask me questions because it, like, it's like, obvious. But the thing is you end up being economical if you factor that in, so it's like, right. So it's like, now you can't create, we, it's a good team. So it's like, you can, you can make, you know, um, really sort of deep art because it, it, there's obviously like, you know, it would be arrogant to like, just cause I can't just like draw a piece of paper and be like, ah, oh, here we go, here's art. It's like, yeah, well, yes. But like, it's not, it's, it's, there's probably not much to it. Um, well, I, I'll, um, my, cause your technique, your technique has to sort of match, match your, the, 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 the part of you, the, the artist in you, right? So your paintbrush has to match your growth as a human. That's kind of, that's kind of what I mean by tie the economics and the art or the, the metrics in the player, right? So it's like, you have to tie those together in proportion as you grow, both have to grow kind of together, right? And they have a synergistic effect when you look at it in that way, and not, not a clashing effect, like we think it's a synergistic effect when you're open to that notion you adjust your art based off the economics you just in your economics are usually a byproduct of your art right but art needs a art needs a art needs a container in a, the the more complex art the tighter the the tighter the squeeze right art and creativity is problem solving it's not freelance so hockey is actually a really it's a really squeeze product. you're really constrained right like yeah finite <laughs> five players small rank yeah. never changes right it's, it's 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 not like so it's a there's, there's, a level, there's, a, there's a level of tensity that if it wasn't there, it wouldn't have the same effect because it's like, we need, thing, things aren't sort of like, don't have that, that sense of uh, that undefinable thing or quality if there's not also a str- an element of struggle to it. But the struggle, again, doesn't ha- it doesn't have to be, lo- struggle doesn't have to be looked at as negative, bad. And that's, we can use good and bad once we understand good and bad. We don't have to use them later. We use, we use them to simplify conversation right? But good, good and bad aren't good and bad because you, you, you need both. So they're both, right? So they're, they're, they're partners, really. But So we can use it with the words after we, we understand language. So it's, um, again, so you start, people say, you know, embrace a, the struggle, the suck, whatever. It's like, yes and no. It's like, embrace it once you understand. It's like, no, just embrace Tuesday in general. And that falls under Tuesday. So amor fati, love of faith. Whatever comes is the thing that you should be dealing with. And if you live that way, I would say your, your challenge are usually in proportion to that. So therefore that, therefore when you do execute, it has an effect of like where you don't, it's not, um, it has an effect that makes you want to do more, not hang your hat on, you know, is it, would you say that's as an athlete, that's sort of fair? Cause you're not like, Oh great. I did that. Would.
0: Like, yeah. I would say that I've never felt like, yes, it, you, I've never had, um, it's kind of like your good games. You could play right away. <laughs> right. I, I, could play, I could play in an hour. That's actually a great example. I, um, that's a good example. I remember uh, there, was a, there was a concrete example. I remember I played, um, and we talked about this uh, with the Toronto Marlies when I had led the American League uh, playoff in scoring. And I literally remember having anxiety over the fact that the season didn't start tomorrow. Like I, ju- I had just played an entire season. I'm like, I, I really want the season to start. Tomorrow, oh, right? Because you're, now the other you're side with, of that was, with, was part of me was already building anxiety of like, oh my god, I just played so good. I'm not sure I'll be able to play that good again in the fall. Right. right. And the other hand was genuine confidence of like, if the season started tomorrow, my eight games like alive and ready. I'm ready to
1: go. And that's the real you. The other the other part is the one that when I said like, uh, you have to know what comes with success because the first time you have success. You didn't know. What, you don't really know what's going to come with it because nothing exists until you experience it. You don't quite know. So it's like, but part of your new. It's like, oh shit! Like, what if I don't do that? Now that that's an option, you cannot do it. Before it wasn't. You know, it hadn't happened yet. So that's what. It, that's kind of that effect of like, you have you go up the A, but then it's like, uh oh, that was good, that was good and it was actually pretty easy. So like, what if I don't do that again? So then you then you go back. So when you come back up to for the next one, it's like you're so you you're progressing. That, that's when you can, um, as an athlete, get, that, Tom Brady's a perfect example, uh, Crosby as well. It's like, they're always getting better every year, right? Like Brady just won another Super Bowl with a different team because he's always getting better because he's not afraid of the down part of the eight, right? To get out of the eight you're on. It, and so I guess it's, it's encouraging, and that, that's a really good way to put it, because your good games, you feel like you can play again cause your, because it's of how you feel, right? It's your energy, right? Yeah. It's how you feel after you play well, because you know you feel, you know, in the bottom of your heart, when you play well, you know it, right? And then there's games, you know, you play well economically and you're like, you know, which is, makes up a lot of the games too. And so I don't mean it's negatively. It's like you play well economically, but you know, you know, it's like you didn't, it didn't coincide with that feeling of like, yeah, like I, that was like, you know, I really had it, but again, you know, it's going to rain again, right? So that's a, that's a, the peace of mind of knowing, of knowing you don't, the season's not to come tomorrow because it's like, it's going to rain. Again, I, because now I brought it into existence, so it's there, So now I Whoa. just have to remove everything that gets in the way of it, of it happening more often. And then let go of the, let go of the uncontrollables, which is, will it rain, rain today? Cause there's elements of, of, the, of all there, there's uncontrollables in all of this.
0: So let's, let's start to wrap up there. Cause I'd like to, I'd like to treat this podcast as sort of like how you clean the garage, where we get all the clutter out. We're got to take everything out of the garage. And then we'll listen to it. We'll release the podcast. We'll let it sit for a week and then we'll come back and and, yeah. (laughs) But there is something that if I can leave the listener with, with one more bit from you, I I would say that you have an uncanny ability to help somebody recognize that they're not a victim. And I feel like for a game played, uh, you know, by a bunch of, you know, uh, very powerful athletes. You know, I play men's hockey, so I speak mostly about men. Obviously, you know, there's women's hockey too, but it, in in men's pro hockey, it's a it's an alpha culture. It's played by hard people. Yep. Um. You you, you know, tough, tough men. I remember a couple of years ago reading about uh, it was like Patrice Bergeron's uh, laundry list of injuries. It was like punctured lung, two broken ribs, and I you know when you when you read about someone that tough, you think to yourself, you're like, holy Christ, am I that tough? Like I better be like that. Patrice Bergeron's had a nice career. Like <laughs> he's had a better career than I've had. Like I, I better be that tough. Like, cause I, I well, need to have that an extra asset. Right. But you've used, use this quote that, you know, no snow, no snowflake has ever fallen in the wrong place. Use it earlier. More, uh, yeah. amor fati. Yep. Right. Which is a stoic principle. Um, you know, that, that everything kind of adds to the fire that everything sort of, you know, builds and, and everything is an asset really to, to keep it economical. Um, but how do you engage with an athlete who is in the middle of the tantrum? Right. I, I, I got hurt. I can't believe this. You know, I'm, I'm getting screwed. This is the third year in a row. Um, you know, coach doesn't like me. I'm, I'm sure you've got, I'm sure, I'm sure you've been on the other end of that as a coach, uh, as a coach of clubs. Right. So like,
1: yeah, well, yeah, that, well, that's why I would say it's the teams I've been with have had success because I, you're because I, I recognize, I don't like the whole, um, there's no I and team thing to me. That's just, that's actually the dumbest thing ever said in sports ever, and said all the time. There's only it's I usually, in the team. It's
0: usually it's it's usually said. Uh, it's the first thing we teach by a coach kids. who's begging their team to play
1: better so that
0: the coach can keep their right.
1: job. Well, so we. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually a self-serving. It's, it's um the before like so we say it to kids like to start. It's like well, uh, well first of all they have no sense of self yet, so we they can't you can't be a me without an I first. So a team is actually a collection of individuals so you focus on the individual like the team like i i've always seen the team very illusionary it's a so i guess i would say i'm able to juggle uh sort of like i'm able to do that swiftly enough where you can actually because uh, not every player in a locker room needs the same amount of tangible attention right but that doesn't mean i'm not working yeah. with them so everyone needs different. so i don't i don't waste time i should say in that sense well but it's it's all individual based. Now on an individual level, I typically get players at when they're at some sort of crossroads, um, for when, whatever, it, however that may look, because again, you're always being pulled by cause, cause you said, uh, you know, alpha male, it's, it's funny. Cause it's like the feeling of like, when you know, you played good, so it doesn't really matter what anyone says, that's actually the alpha state, right? Yeah. Um, the, the, but we associate the word alpha male with, again, we, we use the word to literally, so we associate it with like sort of power and toughness. But I would actually argue that ho- hockey, um, the environments of hockey, if we were like actually measure the room, is actually a very beta energy, right? Scared, right? Yeah. like very. Oh, it's a mo- it's the most fearful yeah, energy board, there is. Yeah, that's From well, that's literal, why Rod think, thinks the best sense, coach in the yeah. league. He because he doesn't he doesn't have that energy at all. It comes you can tell just by listening to talk, right? Brindamore with Harkins, it's like he actually has sort of an alpha energy because it's like he understand. There's a part of perspective that he just carries himself with that knows. Nothing's everything matters. Nothing's important The Nietzsche quote. Right? So it's like, you have to sort of know that, and then you can take every, then everything, you can do everything. You can still do things well. Um, it's not nonchalant, but again, it, it there's, you know, it, you're, you're pulled by something else. So it's like, it, it, that's, that's why to me, the heart, it's like, he's the best coach in the league. That's, that's the, 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 the hockey in general should be looking at him be like, yes, this more right? Like th- this, is what, but he, you know, he coached U 16, his, he has, uh, it's like most angel coaches and pro coaches couldn't coach U 16 hockey, ironically. Um, so I would say, I would say it's when you're, when things are struggling, you're looking for a solution and you're always, you're, you're being pulled towards those solutions. So you're usually pulled towards what you think might be that solution subconsciously. So that, so you end up on my door because like, well, this person looks like he, well, he's have he's had, again, you know, I have a good resume and you, he, but I also don't look like someone who has a good resume. Right. If you, if you just like walk past the street, you wouldn't. Um, but the thing is, it's like, I can't really fathom that part of it. So it's like, I don't really carry it with me. Um, but so it's like, that's really what you're kind of saying. It's like, well, I kind of want to me- like mesh that too. Right. Like I want to be Connor, but I also want to be really like a great hockey player. Like you, and both can exist. And that, and that's, We, we, we tell, we essentially tell kids that that can't exist. No, you have to give everything to the game. It's like, no, you have to give nothing to the game. (laughs) Give everything like you give again, you give to the process and your process then trickles out into hockey, into the, into the arts. So you have to start with more universal, I would say, um, outlooks on life. And then, then you get to hockey specifically. And when you do that, you, you, there's less tension on it because let's say the hockey part falls down there's the whole thing underneath it. It's not vice versa. So the pyramid is actually built on, on art, art and economics, right? So we're really lo- loving growth, right? If, if we're to use, uh, cause we've used that. Before.
0: Love, love and growth. And, and one of the other things that I think drives, at least me and, and I, I know other hockey players, I think would think about it is like the finite element of the game. So for example, um, and I think you do a great job of this, like micro, the micro is hockey. The macro is, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything, right. right? Like, I remember the day after, and this is just an extremely memorable example, and he's someone that we've talked about, is Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Like, the perspective that every athlete, after Kobe Bryant died, walked in the next day of, of their job, the next day they had an opportunity to rank, the next day they had an opportunity to play their sport. Like, I guarantee they were at their personal best at least from like a, from a, a perspective, like from an, from an effort, from a poise, from a resiliency. If the game hadn't started well, because this brutal reminder of like vulnerability and the, the finiteness of, in this case it was life and hockey is a platform for life was so on display and so public and, and, and so on your mind. Um, and so, I, what I find extremely rewarding is these snaps, these these processes in place that help me remember. Oh, that's how Connor wants to play this game. That's how Connor wants to
1: be remembered. That's how he wants to be a teammate. So, well, take Kobe, Kobe's great example though, because he started. Like people forget his for the first his rookie year in the playoffs, he threw up those three air balls. Do you know that? So his process. So the part of the process where you where you put all your stock in the thing is still like part of it, right? Like if you watch, like Kobe was so very basketball focused. He now, um, I think it's a really interesting sociological study because he spent his formative years in Italy, growing up. So he was alone a lot. So he had to think. Therefore, you have to think more. But he, so basketball was his, his friend, right? Right. So, but you don't know you as a kid. You don't quite know you're doing that. So because so then you pour your energy into it, being good at it because it's it's. Again, it's your, it's your most sacred dynamic that you have in your life. So you then carry that into your teens. But then when he became, uh, and he says this in his documentaries, and this is why all athletes love him. Cause you can, everyone can learn from, him. he's like, I realized, um, being not like only focusing on myself, um, that, you know, that limits his own game one. And then also trying to just be like a nice captain. doesn't work either. They, they got beat by the Celtics because they, you know, he says they were just so much more raw, like raw than them. Right. Like, and he, he sort of, be, he, he thought as a leader, he sort of babied the, his team, the team that year. So the next year they were just like, that's the black mama then came. That's what he made. That's that sort of pseudo. It was a metaphor for himself, but he was like, I'm going to let the, the more darker emotions drive me. But he under, he understood that in a, in a controlled way. Right. It wasn't, that didn't happen to him. He, it was a conscious decision to be, to, to you know, let that be the, the approximation that, is sort of the, 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 the coding, so to speak, right? Because um, then now we're going back to using good and bad as equals because bad isn't bad, right? So then they, beat, then they ended up winning the thing because he was, but you know, it's, uh, you, you know you haven't, have you seen the documentary, Kobe Bryant's Muse?
0: Oh, I have Anyone yet. listening, I recommend haven't. that one. I just wrote it's down a, Muse. It's, a, I it's HBO down, yeah. one,
1: Kobe Bryant's Muse from 2016. I, one summer I, I recommended the, every kid in the summer it was a, uh, you'll love it. It's, but it, so I won't go too much more into it. Cause people can watch that. It's an HBO one. Um, it, really insightful. Cause he talked about this.
0: It reminds me of the McConaughey book. Uh, I just read where he, he's going through this stage. It's really interesting. Like, you know, Kobe so carefully and purposefully took care of I, so he could focus on the team, right? Like McConaughey went through this stage where he's uh, he's acting and he's like, you know, I think I should, you know, kind of learn about acting cause he was, he was having some success and, So he started to take these acting classes and then all of a sudden he like felt too mechanical. So he's like, fuck it. I got, I just got to go back to what's me. I just got to, I just got to go in, you know, without, without any pretense. And, and and all of a sudden, you know, he's kind of getting ready to step on set and he's like, you know what? Because he hadn't looked at the script at all. Right. Like he, he went from like totally over practicing and trying to like remember what his performance (laughs) should look like to, Okay. I just got to go totally raw again. Uh, And he, and he takes one last second, look at his, uh, at his lines and they're all in Spanish. (laughs) And he's like, he's like, shit, you know, he's like, I don't know, and he's, he, so he's like, hold on, he, he you know, said his dog diet or something, whatever, I'm making it up, right, like, I gotta go and, and, like, try to memorize his lines in 20 minutes or whatever, and then he recognized, like, okay, actually, I've gotta, like, become so familiar with the preparation, I've gotta become so familiar with, uh, you know, my game, so that everything's clear, you know, and, and, and then I am able to, you know, to, to express myself, to express the performance instead of like what I'm right. remembering. Well, So, so um, uh, this will
1: capsize it perfectly then, because that's, so Cody Brown, that's a high performance athlete, an actor. So that, that was your, the first thing you thought of wasn't an athlete or even a hockey player was an actor, right? So that goes back to the universal part. Um, so I'll go, so now I'll take Bruce Lee, because he, I use a three, uh, his three stages of learning uh, conceptually. A punch is just a punch is stage one. A punch is more than a punch is stage two. The final stage is a punch is just a punch again, but you have to go through stage two to take that with you in stage three. So in like, sort of like we just drawn out with Kobe and Mugane, there's those three steps. So that's why I would say, um, to go back to like being with a team as a coach, you have to encourage, you have to know what step people are on, players are on because you, after the, they're all, the one that people quit on is when they, after stage two, they try to not try and it, and it looks like and then they're they you know they suck still and they're like
0: yeah cuz but they've already had a breakthrough
1: fine. in like um at, you know in in one part of it but then then it's like oh shit you know so at that point if you, you if you make them aware if so anyone listening it's like if you're aware that that's part of it it's like oh okay good like cuz that's where i'm at you know that that it's i would say a lot of people with what they yeah. do are there so it's like as it makes it easier to admit cuz it's like oh great i'm supposed to be there right and so now the work, the work isn't to like. Um, again, it, it's a well. Let's sum it up on this because it's the most universal you can possibly get. A Nietzsche quote: "Man's maturity consists of regaining the seriousness one had when a child at play." So you go back to being able to play the same way you did as a kid, but with the, the wisdom, perspective, tact as a adult. And that's why like old men are much more interesting to listen to than you know forty year old men, right? And, and kids are much more kids in all matter are most interesting to listen to because there's, there's like, there's uh, the right, a, exact, exactly. That's all well, it's a, it's a, that's the that weird. It's a, again, a punch is just a punch again, but you, you have, you still have that second phase. So I would just say, anyone listening, if you skip, if you, if you're a step back and just take that, that whole concept, because you can't, you can't only apply it to one area. It won't, you won't be able to apply it to one area. It has to be a commitment to that process in, as, as the elemental portion of your life. And then you go to the fundamentals of whatever things you're doing. So elements, then then fundamentals, and then you you, you, know, you, you go up um, in terms of uh, the complexity. But go back to go back to the. You still have to start with the fundamentals though, and then you go back to the elementals, then back up, then back up the shoot. So just go back, take take a step back, go to the, go back to okay. At a very simple level, what what am I? What do I want to be about? on the most simple level. Not what I do, just me, right? And then, then put that into hockey, and and go back to the fundamentals. You know, go through them, make sure they're there, because that, you know, because you'll be more matter of fact, and you'll actually audit that probably more properly than you usually would. Um, and you be like, oh, you know, I I got to tune up on this one because this one is is a, you know, the 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 tree that leads to like these branches, and these, so these branches are aren't really working properly because, but it's really all the way down here. So it's like, you know, you have. Um, Ironically, it gets more complex. Uh, there's more branches than there is stump, right? There's like you just one on a tree, right? So it's, that's how it works. So you have to, you still have to keep constantly go back down, reassess, reaudit, um, and then matter of factly tune that up so that you can then go back up and, and add more branches. You have to. It's a constant process of that. So if you buy, if you just know that, it's like you you never really wherever you are in the process, you, you don't demonize yourself for or and you're not in a rush to get out of it because you know it's going to rain again.
0: I think that's so important. I think that's so important. Like I, I remember listening to uh Jocko Willen quite a bit, you know, who's like a Navy SEAL commander. And he like repeatedly keeps talking about these war stories and these training battles where he's like he he tells all these nitty gritty details about how screwed they were and then his platoon like would all look at each other and go <laughs> all right, good. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, be, be, because they knew that was like their strength. Like they were like, all right, good. Like it's, it. we're in a brutal enough spot that we, we can turn it on. Right. And, and like, so a, as an athlete, like once you re, like, cause it's, it, it, it can be so capsizing where you're like, oh my God, my game sucks. Um, you know, uh, my, my game sucks. My, my, you know, career's falling apart. And then like, and I've had this moments, particularly like in games, right? Where like I've made mistakes and I can, I've sit there and can smile and be like, oh, this just gave me an opportunity to be the hero though. Exactly. Like I can score the winner. The you know what I mean? Um, and like you don't get both. And like what I, I used to, David Goggins kind of talks about it a little bit too, where he, you know, he's got like his, you know, stay hard you know, position and, and, and movement. And he's like, he, he talks about like how much he loves being in circumstance of brutalities, like he's right. totally dead to right. Um, and that's when his game starts. And so like, if yeah. you can just remember that as an athlete, like this is actually the beginning of your birth. This is not your death. Right. You're it's, in a good spot. And you,
1: and you, it's, you, you actually did yourself a favor because you set the bar low. It's, but when you set the bar low, it's great. Like I, I've been, um, I'm actually in a, I'm the best man in a wedding in a couple weeks, but I've, I've, I've been in like four, I've, I'm never a guest. I'm always in the wedding, which is, it, which is a, like a bigger responsibility. But this is the way I play it because it's usually like a weekend long thing, right? I bring my D game for the whole process up to the wedding. And then I bring my a game on the wedding day. So it's like, you know, you know what I mean? So because as a groove when you do you have Slow a little playing. bit. Of, yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, you, you, well, I shouldn't say D game. You sort of like go under the radar. It's like, so no one's expecting much from you. And then on the wedding day, when it actually matters, because all of the other stuff is preparation for it, you actually are really, you're, you're, you're really present and really, just like there for the wedding, like, live, like, like genuinely there. So it's like, so then they're they're happy, they're happy with you, so to speak, right? And that's the, the gift is letting yourself, being patient with yourself of like knowing you're, of not having to run along with every part that people tell you you have to do. Because it's like, when you know, it's like, you look, it's like, like, yeah, you're stressed about your game or your wedding day, but it's like me going, me like being really bought on your bachelor party, or whatever. It's like, and it's like, isn't gonna isn't gonna change the wedding day but if i if i continue to be me i'll be better on your wedding day because your wedding day isn't right this second it's in the future so if i get better now i'll be more present on your wedding day because getting better to me means occupying the present deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, and deeper to the point where you laugh you you're either laughing or crying one of the two right especially you know with things like weddings so you end up doing both so because that is what that's the gift that you give them you give people a gift by being by being yourself when you're not with them because you're creating, because otherwise you're not, you there's no one to be with when you're with that. So it's like, my computer is probably going to die in a second, by the way, <laughs> which is, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just so but that was, uh, Bruce, so thanks this was for having awesome. me, man. that was, that was, um, I, I learned, I learned a lot from you
0: on this one. So I appreciate it. Um, this was a blast. I, uh, I know our listeners will have fun with it. Um, Let's just wrap it up. Let's call it what it is. I'll let let you get off. I'll do all the sign-off and things like that after. Um, Have a great night, Russo, all right? God bless. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate it. All right, everyone. We've made it through two full weeks uh, with our guest, Peter Russo. I had uh, some feedback from week one uh, as I do this sort of closeout. That was really interesting. Someone mentioned uh, a listener, which first off, I I haven't said this in quite some time, the fact that I have uh, more than one listener alone, and this isn't to discount myself, it's more so to compliment uh, the wide variety of entertainment available uh, to the everyday consumer of, of podcasts and really any medium of that sort. Um, I'm honored that you're with me and I try to take your attention as seriously as I can alongside you know my responsibilities as a, as a dad uh, and my you know career, as a professional hockey player because uh, both of those and and husband not to not to make that a tertiary point but um I really enjoy the podcasting and, and Peter I've mentioned it a couple times on this podcast that he has sort of reinvigorated my passion for the game uh in a world you know extremely focused on winning which it should be that's <laughs> that's how you are measure did you win or did you lose uh, and if you're going to play a game that keeps score, why would you want, not want to win? Uh, but Peter also spends a good time reminding uh, or redirecting uh, his students or, or his uh, clientele uh, to remember why it is we're playing in the first place. What is it we want to feel as players? Uh, when did the pursuit of mastery uh, stop feeling so appealing Uh, to you? And are you willing to engage with the level of intensity and play and open-mindedness that it took to, you know, really start on your way uh, to become a high-end athlete and hockey player specifically uh, since you were a kid? Uh, But to go back to the listener that commented on the first week, uh, they said, I feel like I need to to listen a second time around to let some of this digest. Uh, And I Full disclosure, I don't listen to all of my podcasts. I was there for the conversation. I know a lot of my guests. Um, I value their time enough to, you know, certainly want to stay uh, present during the time of our conversation, but I don't always uh, go back. I I do a lot of video work in hockey. Uh, I do a lot of uh, regurgitating of the past, if you will. Uh, And so with the podcast, sometimes I spare myself uh, that homework. Um, But with Peter... In a world full of uh after that that pursues brevity right 140 characters or less Uh, in a culture that is so common to ask where it's so common to ask uh, what is the point uh peter brings a sense of of play and open-mindedness and he allows himself to ramble and peter said it uh in the in the I think it was week one of this podcast where he said, you know, he, he has, he's blessed with a level of naivety where he doesn't necessarily have a secondary voice in his head commenting on what he's commenting on in the conversation. And I think it's that mental and personal freedom that he allows himself uh, where his expression is so interesting to follow. Um, our conversation, I do understand at times kind of had a cleaning of the garage effect, right, where we needed to kind of take everything out uh, before we would understand organization-wise, you know, where everything uh, deserved its rightful place. I wanted to close out this podcast by saying uh, thank you for continuing to join me on our journey to become a more curious competitor. Uh, Have a great week. I look forward to throwing down again next week.